0: Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: I'm your voice of confidence,
1: and let's start our business. Well, I- I'm self-doubt, and uh, I don't think so.
0: Come on. With LegalZoom, it's just a few steps.
1: Fine. I'm in.
0: LegalZoom. Now you're in business.
1: LegalZoom is not a law firm or a substitute for an attorney.
2: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Doc Green. Welcome back to Savvy Broadcasting. It's a blast to have you back. You've been now a third-time guest on Savvy, and we're grateful to have you share your background in political activism and being an activist. There's so many today that want to get involved in politics and and, in their life and make it better. But how is there an effective way to do that? A lot of Americans have become apathetic. They say they care, but they don't even go out and vote midterm elections. But you yourself has mentioned on your show that you weren't always super into politics or activism and didn't always pay attention like a lot of Americans. Uh, How did you get involved more into politics and activism? How did that work out for you?
3: Well, I got to tell you, I reached this one point in time where I finally realized that all of these people that I'd elected were not necessarily doing the things that I thought they were going to do for me. And I started to see the constitutional representative republic that is the United States of America Mm -hmm. slipping away. I realized that point in time, I had children. I didn't have any grandchildren yet, but I had children. Mm -hmm. And I realized that my kids didn't get a vote. So if I care about my kids, then I've got to try to hand them something that's good. And so at first, uh, the extent of my activism, something truly revolutionary, I voted in a primary election. (laughs) And a lot of people don't even know there are primary elections. But for Mm -hmm. instance, for Texans, Super Tuesday, March 3rd, Is atonement day. Mm. That's the day when we as citizens go there and atone for our collective sins. Mm -hmm. And we try to get rid of the bad people that we've elected, the ones that didn't do what we thought they were going to do, Mm -hmm. and select the correct ones Mm -hmm. and get them in office. So I would encourage all of your listeners, Christina Rivera, and and I I love you and I, I love your show and I love what you do. Uh, I would encourage all of your listeners, no matter what persuasion you come from politically, Mm -hmm. get involved and show up and vote in the primary election because this, you can truly make a difference. And here's the secret that most people don't know about primary elections. Mm. In my particular case, when I'm voting in the primary election, I'm voting for almost 25,000 people. So they have, by default, selected me as their representative. They didn't intend to. That was not in their mind. It wasn't in their plan. Mm -hmm. But you see there are 25,000 other people that should have voted, that could have voted, that did not vote in the primary election. So in effect, I'm voting for
2: 25,000 people. Wow. This is amazing to me, Doc, because here we had – I think it was two years ago, we had the re mayoral elections here in New York, and a vast amount of New Yorkers were telling me how unhappy they were with the current mayor. And they're like, well, we don't like them, but what ch- what other, you know, candidate do we have? I'm like, did you actually dedica- dedicatedly go out there and research them? Because we had a Nicole miliontaki a Republican awesome woman, wanted to do some amazing things in New York City here. And, and people were like, oh no, she, she likes Trump, so she's out. So I'm like, but did you look at her policy? Did you look at how she cares about New York? Now she's not just words. She is an average Greek American who cares about New York, lived here all her life. But you you, you turn on the TV, you let the TV tell you how to think. And that's why for a long time, I had become apathetic in politics, And realize hey I don't get the person I want why should I even go vote but that's how we keep getting what we get and who got reelected but the mayor vast amount of New Yorkers say they don't like so it keeps happening until we make a difference
3: well you know you've had some really interesting mayors uh, (laughs) there in New York City (laughs) (laughs) and and, uh, I will leave it at that but once again it's voter apathy Mm. I don't know. I guess in New York, probably you can still go in and you can just pull the R handle or pull a Democrat handle, and and you know you're voting for the entire slate. We did mm. that in Texas. Now you actually have to go in there and vote for each person.
2: That's great. That's great. And
3: it requires some thought. What I'm worried about, though, is a lot of people are going to come in and they're going to they're not going to come to the primary election. As I was pointing out to a guy today, I said, "Well." You know, he said, well, I always vote Republican. Uh, You know, I just go in and vote the R handle. I said, well, the problem with the primary is they're all R's. In some cases, the R stands for Rhino, (laughs) Republican in name only, but they're all R's. You have to know who these people are if you're going to vote properly. And then come the general, at least here in Texas, Mm -hmm. I'm very worried that a lot of people are going to come in and they're going to vote for president Mm -hmm. and maybe they'll vote for vice president. Mm -hmm. And they might vote for governor, but that's it. They're done. They walk out and that leaves all of those down ballot races, judicial races. Mm. I can't even begin to express to you how important it is Mm. who is making those judicial decisions for you. So you kind of try to find out Uh, government of the people, by the people, for the people requires most of all the people.
2: Yeah, it requires our participation. And what's interesting, I think people have forgotten, our our very first president, George Washington, General George Washington, was really very much against party loyalty. This whole idea that it's just go out there and vote the party. He found the danger in this, even after his very first run, saying, hey, guys, do not get sucked into the thinking about only who's my favorite team, who's my favorite party. It is so dangerous because you have to really look at the person before you are what they're saying and their actions matching your values
3: you're absolutely right He said do not get involved in a party system and of course it was a few years before it actually evolved into that but i've studied that history they had essentially two different parties from day one
2: wow (laughs) they
3: didn't call them that but (laughs) it was already there and of course george washington was a great man. And I don't know if you have ever read any of his letters or or studied him. What they taught us in school did not begin to even scratch the surface of what a great man George Washington is. And I've read some of his books, his not autobiographies, but biographies of George Washington. Mm -hmm. And some of the letters that he wrote, the guy was an impressive individual indeed more people knew about what a great man he was christina
2: yeah to know where we truly came from are we perfect no but the only way we can get better and 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 grow as a people is to acknowledge our mistakes and say hey that's not where we are today nor do we choose to go there Um, but let's talk about something else i find very interesting this idea of kind of mob rule democracy. I hear from so many people, we are a democracy. Yes, it's uh, one voice, one vote. And it's it's a very dangerous thought that I don't think people realize. Fidel Castro had said, I'm a democracy. Everyone voted me in. The rich had left before they knew I would take office. But everyone who, who, the reason I'm up here today is because people voted me in. And it was mob rule. Um, And so I don't think people realize that the idea of mob rule is exactly why our forefathers chose a republic and not a democracy.
3: Well, the idea of a constitutional representative republic was chosen because of the Constitution, which I know most of you never read. (laughs) Uh, And when I do man on the street interviews, most people don't even know what it is or where to find it. And I particularly like to ask questions about the Bill of Rights. And most people don't know where that is or how to find it. Mm -hmm. But the idea was simply this. This is a set of rules. It doesn't matter what party you belong to. These are the rules. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to live by those rules. We've kind of gotten away from that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I try to get that idea across, you know, and you're talking about, you know, how did I become an activist? Where did Where did I get into this? Mm -hmm. When I started really reading the Constitution and recognizing that, wow, some of these things are not constitutional at all. And then I wanted to get involved. And what I discovered, Christina, over a period of time was just showing up and voting Mm -hmm. was the least you could do. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those kind of guys that I believe that anything worth doing is perhaps worth overdoing. (laughs) I want to do the least I could do. So I started looking for other ways, and then I discovered something, once again, most people don't know about this, Mm -hmm. writing a check to the person that you want to represent you. Yeah. Some of you say, oh, I don't have money for that. Would you be amazed to find out that a $10 check actually makes a difference to the prospective congressman or representative you want in? Mm -hmm. And also, there are people you can't vote for in other states, but if they represent what you believe in,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you write those guys a $10 check, the price of a Subway sandwich, it's going to make a difference in their campaign. Mm-hmm. And this is how we can begin to restore our representative republic by yeah. putting good people in Congress.
1: Yeah.
3: So I, I really push this. The Bill of Rights, I alluded to it just a minute ago. Most people don't know, so I'll tell you. The first 10 amendments to the Constitution are what we know as the Bill of Rights. And our founding fathers would not sign the original Constitution Mm -hmm. because it felt like it gave too much power to the federal government and did not recognize the people. And they wouldn't sign it until the Bill of Rights was included, Mm -hmm. those first 10 amendments in the Constitution. And that's when it got signed and ratified. And the Bill of Rights basically recognizes that there are certain things that are naturally yours, what Mm -hmm. I would personally call a God-given right. But if you don't believe in God, we'll just say it, they're natural rights. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Bill of Rights guarantees you. Mm -hmm. But as I've asked so many young people in particular, Mm -hmm. how do you know your rights are being violated? How do you know that the law is usurping what you are are given if Mm -hmm. you don't know what's in there most people have never read the bill of rights christina
2: yeah and it's really really interesting to me doc the more you talk to people today it's like well yeah i totally uh, like these tenants they make sense yeah 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 you know freedom of speech you know right to bear arms Yeah, yeah yeah it's great as long as you know i get to choose who get to have those rights i'm like that's not how it works if they're natural, inalienable rights, that means every single human being should get them, not just the people you think. And, well, well, this person maybe likes Trump, so we should not give those rights to them freedom of speech because it's hate speech. Uh, again, a term that is totally ludicrous because who gets to decide what's hateful and what's not? Um, and interestingly, Doc, a number of years ago, there was a, a woman on my show who's a comedian. There's been, over the years, a big push to get comedians in line with narrative, kind of a a narrative that the people running the country, the state, the world want out there to kind of push people's ideas into a certain narrow pathway. And so they want comedians to get in line like with Hollywood and just put out these ideas and, and these propagandas in such a way. Well, you know how comedians are, they go and they hit in all directions. And that is the purpose of them to make you think. And so they're trying to curtail how comedians do com- comedy. And so a movie came out um, that she was in, really comedians coming forth saying, we're being stopped from our freedom of speech, not able to say and, and push certain boundaries. And uh, you know, now it's now called hate speech. At the time the movie came out, they didn't have the terminology of hate speech, but they're deeming certain things, people in power and getting the public to go along with this idea of hate speech. Talk about your perspective on that.
3: Well, I'd be happy to. First of all, there's my media badge, uh, my, my White House press pass.
2: Awesome.
3: Uh, so the First Amendment means a lot to me. The First Amendment contains five rights, and I'm not going to tell you what they are. I'm going to ask you as a listener to do your due diligence and find out what five rights are you guaranteed mm-hmm. in the First Amendment. Freedom of speech is only the beginning of that. Uh, you have seen what they're doing right now to Ricky Gervais. Uh, mm-hmm. That guy's opening speech at the Golden Globes, not only was it hilarious, <laughs> but it was hilarious, at least to me.
2: Awesome. That, that guy
3: nailed them to the wall with truth. Mm. And now he's being castigated by every major media outlet for going there and telling the truth. Yeah. But freedom of speech is the key to that. And let's talk about hate speech for just a minute. You can spike anything that you, that you don't like that I say. Uh, But hate speech, Mm -hmm. the right to hate is a God-given right. Mm -hmm. And the people who want to take that away from you Mm -hmm. are the people that don't believe that you have a God-given right. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to be, for instance, a Christian, or we're going to be a Jew, Mm -hmm. uh, even if you want to be a Muslim, the right to hate is a God-given right. And the only people that will take that from you are people who believe that they are God. And mm-hmm. if you're a Christian, as I happen to be, uh, and you want to be God-like, you want to be like God, that's supposed to be our goal, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to have the ability to hate the things that God hates. And God said, there are seven things that I hate. We should hate those things.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, in the movie 1984, or even better yet, if we read the book, every right. day they have the two-minute hate. Wait. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And for two minutes, you get to hate on whatever they chose for you to hate that day.
2: You were kind of forced to hate. If you didn't hate enough, they're like, what's wrong with this guy? He's not falling in line.
3: Yes. So it, the right to hate is, is a critical right that no one should ever give up, Christina.
2: Well, here's the amazing thing about um, hate speech and hate is that often the people on the left will say, well, the right is hateful. It's like, no, really. And my friend had said this years ago, if you believe something, if you're Christian, you believe in Christ, it's your belief. And to say, well, everything goes, you know, your belief is just as good as my belief and it's just as true. Well, there can't be all truths. There is one truth, right? So you say, well, everything's true. Then you you fall for everything. You stand for nothing. So in life, to say you have no truth or that everyone's truth has meaning and is exactly the same as your truth means you have no truth. Zero. You have to have a belief, and standing that belief is not hateful. Hey, this is just where I stand. You don't have to stand there. That's where I stand.
3: Well, I always uh, I'm amazed when I see these cars with the coexist bumper sticker. I'm certain you've seen a few of those up in New York. Yeah. I never get a chance to talk to one of those guys. I would love to, but here's what I've been able to flesh out about what they believe. They believe in coexistence. They believe in tolerance. Okay. Up until the point they find out you're a observant Jew or a Christian, and mm. then all of a sudden all this tolerance and everything goes out the window because you're mm. a hater. Yeah. And yeah. I got uh. kicked out of a group uh, called Conservative Republicans in Austin because they decided I was a bigot. Mm. The reason they decided I was a bigot is because occasionally I go out and give a speech where I talk about the virtues of Islam. Mm -hmm. And I go through them in rather great detail. Everything is factual and well-documented. But because I am speaking that truth about Islam, Mm -hmm. I am now a bigot. Mm -hmm. And you want to talk about being an activist, I will tell you this, and I don't care, once again, which side of the political spectrum you are on. Mm -hmm. If you're afraid to be called a bigot, if you're afraid to be called a homophobe, if you're afraid to be called an Islamophobe, Mm -hmm. stay home, stay off of Facebook and be quiet, because unfortunately, this is a war. It's a battle, and if it's you take being called a name,
2: mm-hmm. how are
3: you ever going to fight the battle, Christine? Yeah.
2: It's a battle for our very souls, our, our thought, and our action. Um, and really, 1984 brings it home so, so well. But you're right. I mean, the idea that you can be called a big, because you know what people, this is another thing that I find, most people have not looked and opened a dictionary. Big is not a bad word. It's actually an awesome word. It actually means no. It really is a bigot. Really means you stand by your beliefs and that you will not sway from what you believe. So
3: you know, if you're a leftist well, and you believe that's what it means, that's and all
2: it means. So in it my mind,
3: that's a good that's a good term.
2: But that's good because um, we know what
3: for something you yeah, know but, for something.
2: Yeah, you know what? Like if you're a leftist and you will not be swayed from your leftist ideology, guess what? You're a bigot. But in in that in that area of ideology, that it makes no difference what realm you're from bigot is just that. That's what it means. But it's interesting that a lot of terminology has been used incorrectly along with hate speech. I mean, hate speech. Who gets to to say what's hate and that's not hate? From one person, you saying a certain thing like, I've I've observed this. If you're a comedian, I've observed this happens. Oh, that's hateful. Why? Because that's not your observation. That's not your perspective. But that's my perspective. So if if to all truth matters why does it not matter when i go against or it makes you uncomfortable. So i think really to have an understanding of really understanding your fellow human being you don't have to agree with them but have respect. And that's true tolerance not the idea that you can't have a thought that doesn't in line with my thought.
3: Well it's uh it's kind of an unusual situation but i i think you might be aware uh we used to have this drag queen story hour thing going on here in Houston, and of course I went down there to report on that. And the mayor doesn't like me very much, so he had me arrested. Oh yeah yeah. They didn't intend to charge me with a crime, as it turns out, or or at least they they talked to the D.A. and the D.A. said, "Wait a minute, you can't charge a journalist for being in the mm-hmm. library in the middle of the day uh, on a Saturday with trespassing." Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen, but. Some people said, well, you know, you, you're a bigot. You hate homosexuals. I do not. I do not hate homosexuals. Mm-hmm. But I don't like, in, in this particular case, we found that they had two convicted baby rapers that were reading to the children
2: mm-hmm.
3: in that library. I don't want that being, I don't want those people handling my children. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, children. I don't hate homosexuals. You want to be a homosexual? Then that's that's your choice, and I'm, I'm glad for you to have that choice. But mm-hmm. it's just like I don't talk about my sexual proclivities, mm-hmm. and I want like you to not talk about yours.
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean, as a child, did I know anything about different types of genders and and this and that and sex? I mean, at five years old, I would not thinking about sex, and nor should your kid be thinking about that at that age. No, you're a child. You should be playing on a bike, having a you good have time.
3: Have the childhood, please.
2: Yeah. Later on, they can make their own choices or, you know, when they become an adult and they can form their own choices and, and ideals and whatever. But yeah, this is such a fascinating talk. We could go on for hours, Doc Green. I'm looking forward to when we come out to Houston, Texas, to have that chit-chat together. Um, but before we leave, let everyone know where they can find out more about you. Check out your awesome radio shows. How can they do that?
3: I'm really easy to find Doc Green with an E, Greeny, like uh, General Nathaniel Green, my forebearer. Uh, You can type Doc Green in any browser, and I come up, uh, including a few unsavory things. And you can go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. That is my flagship. And I'm on there live for two hours every day. You can go to RagingElephantsRadio.com. I'm on there three times every day. And I'm on Facebook. Right Side of the Mic is the official name of the show. Right Side of the Mic. I'm on Facebook live every day. And, of course, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just look up Doc Green Show. Uh, they try to spike me, but you'll see how quickly it comes up in the results. So a lot more people are looking at my show than Facebook would let on. Yep,
2: yeah, absolutely. Well, Doc Green, this has been such a fabulous conversation. I thank you so much for all the work you're doing out there to uh, bring liberty and freedom to all the people, we the people. We're the ones that run this country, and I'm hoping through your inspiration of telling your story that will get people out there doing the same. Thank you so much, Doc Green.
3: Well, thank you, Christina, for everything you do, and I hope you get that beautiful pink airplane and fly down here in it.
2: (laughs) Thank you. You saw that on Facebook. I love that airplane. (laughs) Have a great day, Doc.
3: Bye-bye.
0: and 365-day returns. Hold up.